Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. You're listening to Vilified, Janae's Story, Season 1, Episode 4. Religion of Disillusionment. Religion defined as the belief in and worship of superhuman controlling power, especially a personal god or gods. Gods? Currently, the widely practiced religion are Judaism, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, and of course, Christianity. With Christianity made up of 2 billion followers. Wow, that's a lot of people. So what's the deal? Why isn't paganism recognized or sadism even mentioned? Because those are still taboo? Even in 2022? That rhymed. I didn't mean that. The short answer is yes. Yes, they are. Look, I took a look at the Satanism's so-called Bible, you want to know what I read? Basically, the same thing the Abrahamic Bible said. The only difference was that the God they referred to was in you and not some guy in the sky holding the earth in his hands. Don't like it? Tough. If I have to listen to one more person proselytizing about their God being the one and only one, I'm going to fight them. <laughs> Woo! I went a little bit overboard. Forgive me. I... Oh, it's you. Back so soon? What? It's been a week. 
Well, don't expect me to break my rules. This is still my show, and I will say what I feel like. This is raw, blah, blah, blah. Jesus, I'm getting tired of my own spiel. I do want to warn you that I'm not big on praising the Lord, and that's not why you chose to listen. I will still be cussing in this episode, and if you're put off by that, you really won't like what I have to say about religion or suicide or mass murders. Viewer discretion is advised. Ah, religion. I've always had a serious love-hate relationship with it. From a young child in church, well, it always been scary to me. Seeing those grown people running in the church in their Sunday best. See, I was born Baptist. Yeah, they did that running in church in heels and their best suits. Don't ask me why. I've never felt the Holy Spirit. I've never been so moved that I have to outwardly express it in front of others. Doesn't it say in your Bible something like, When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in front of synagogues or on the street corners to be seen by men. But when you pray, go into your closet, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. That comes from Matthew 6. 5 through 8. Yes, I looked up the words, but I knew the message. How could I help it? It seems like my whole family, on my dad's side, are religious. Do you know what that's like? Let me tell you, it ain't fun. I'm sorry, family, it just wasn't. If anything, it made me fear people more. That's right, I didn't stutter. I was more afraid of people, not God. With the Abrahamic God, I'd had an amicable relationship. I freaked out and I would read verses to myself. Yes, fam, I know your book. Just because I'm not in church every Sunday doesn't mean I don't know what it's talking about. I do know the Bible because I, like my bipolar people, turn to religion to control what's occurring in their lives, such as seeing angels, light, or seeing demons like demonic faces and hearing stuff. You don't know what it's like to see shadow people or everybody's face morphing into demonic faces or whatever the hell goes on in a bipolar person's head when they're not medicated. I know what it was like for me and it wasn't fun. I can't really speak for anyone else. I wanted to know if the shadow people the bright lights, the visions, and talking trees were real? Or (laughs) was I filled with demons or whatever they say about the mentally ill? No, I cannot pray this away. And those that do believe that are in serious trouble, especially if they stop taking their medicine. Don't do that. I mean it. To understand if the things were like that they were back in the day, we'd have to have a piece of our skulls cut to let out the demon or electrocuted to drive out malevolent spirits or my favorite, to have a lobotomy. But do you want a non-responsive 
adult who has to be changed and fed? Or do you want to treat us with some dignity? What does that say about you? Mania is known to create intense religious experiences, which can be delusional or based on false belief. Religion has its place. It can give us a better understanding of ourselves and the world. Bipolar isn't really itself unless you experience one episode of mania. There is depression, which usually presents itself early on, and the upswing of that we call mania. Oxford Dictionary defines mania as a mental illness marked by periods of great excitement or euphoria, delusions, and overactivity. I would like to personally add on um, an increase in sexual desires. That's not going to be on there, but I thought I would just throw that in there. So, just so you know, <laughs> you usually have an increase in energy, more excitable ideas, and may spend money in an excessive way. That's right, we go shopping, or speed, or speed to go shopping. Some bipolar people have appointed guardians because of that part. I mean, didn't Britney Spears do that? I see this as good and bad, the part about having guardians. Because when you start out, it's for your protection so that you have food, shelter, and your bills are paid on time. But if you have someone in charge of your well-being that thinks they know better, but they don't, where does that leave you? I mean, this happens when you get stable, you take your meds, and are thinking with a clear head. We don't want to be treated like a child, would you? I think there should be an agreement between the bipolar person and their guardian. And if you need to get it in writing, do that, even with family. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. There's this condition called hyper-religious... I can't say this word. Hyper-religiosity. Yeah, that's a big word. It is when a person engages more frequently in religious practices or has religious-themed delusions during mania. I remember when it happened to me. I didn't really get along with people. I mean, I wasn't comfortable with people, but I did love the music. Music and I have a long history. And it's always fitting that I love to hear the angelic voices singing about salvation. I was in my 20s and unmedicated. One of my longtime friends invited me to church where he played. Well, he is a musician. I have to admit, I went there because I had a little crush on him, but he didn't know that. So me and M went for the service. Not to exclude any races, but my pastor and his wife were white, and I was shocked. My other experiences were only with black people. Not that I had a problem with white people or a white pastor. I didn't, but it kept me intrigued. And you want to know what? I loved it. It was a hell of a lot more tamer, except... When they had the meeting new people and hugging bit, I was out of my depth. So Em and I, we just stood there. A beautiful black woman with glasses came over to me. Let's call her C. C 
gave me a great big hug and she started talking to me and I thought she was really funny. I let her talk. Sometimes I do that a lot. People come up to me, strangers, literal strangers come up to me and they just start talking. I don't know what it is about me that brings people to me, but it happens all the time. And I limit my going out because of it, because it, it can be kind of draining. Anyways, the pastor came over and gave me that side hug thing that guys do in church. And my friend did too. I felt safe and happy. I mean, I didn't like the last part because I... I have this issue with being happy. It always makes me think that I'm out of control, which is understandable because I had a lot of mania. You remember what I said about mania, right? So I remained quiet. I was invited to come back and you know what? I did. I love the inclusion and the pastor wife found some place for him to go and play with kids, it was beautiful. It was relaxing. And like I said, I do love the stories in the Bible. So like those before me, I threw myself into church. It was the highlight of my week. The pastor was like, come as you are. But I found out that church, that church was another sect of Christianity, evil evangelical. What? How many offerings does Christianity have? It made me know never mind because I'd found home and it stayed that way for a while. Bible study, services, meals, me and M did it all. I began to listen to Christian music on the way to work and as I worked because I have a problem with corporate jobs. I can do them because I'm high functioning, but they stress me out. So I pretty much stick to like driving jobs because I get to listen to my music. I'm my own boss and it's great. It's great, I love it. But back to my story. Just as I found a home with the people in the church and they were great people. They talked to me just like the strangers and they tell me about their lives and how happy they were to see me and him. But my symptoms started getting worse. Delusions and voices. I turned to my best friend at the time. That was C, the religious woman that came over and hugged me. She was the first person to hug me. She was the one I turned to. She was a teacher and she loved to learn. I taught her a lot. And she was older than me. Not that that's a problem, but it was kind of weird to me because all I'd ever seen was people in the same age group being friends. And she happened to be my best friend. I depended on her. I clung to her. Something that we cancers have a tendency to do. It's like the downswing of being a cancer. She once told me that she once told me that I was intense. And at the time, I didn't know what that meant. Hell, I still don't. We're still friends, BTW. But my desire to see my friends waned, as they often did. And I stopped going to church. 
and I stopped reading scripture in the intensity that I did before. I remember one of the reasons why I was listening to a gospel show on the radio. They were playing gospel music, which is what I meant. And one of the hosts on the programs, she was very rude and she was making fun of wicked people. She was like, I'm not going to pray to a tree or something like that. And I was like, what? I don't play that game. I was the underdog's champion from the time that I got out of high school till now basically and I don't I don't like that I don't like that at all I don't like when people of a certain race or people of a certain sexuality or people of the extreme of anything talks bad about somebody else because of whatever their their ignorance their hate their whatever. And I had a nagging question for God, the Abrahamic God. Why make me like this? Why make my life so hard to deal with? Why give me all these trials and tribulations? And believe me, there have been thousands of trials and tribulations. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When I had an interruption of my neat little life, I ended up crying intensely or I thought the sky was falling. I never made enough money, which is common in America, but like I never made a lot of money. Why did God bless everyone except me? I mentioned Wiccan because I was one too. Christianity was too strict for me. It didn't help that I was black or a bisexual woman. I didn't see too many people like me. And like always, Wiccan became my way of life. For a time, I did it with guilt because I was turning my back on God. Or that's the way I saw it at the time. Now, being a pagan was no different to me. I learned so much at that time, and I had a knack for it. I usually teach myself things like, um, 
art. I taught myself how to build and break down a computer. I mean, I went to school for it, but before then I had like an issue with my computer and I took it apart and I was like, hell, let me go to school for this. <laughs> yeah, the Wiccan part, it was like, there weren't rules for Wiccan except for one. Don't do bad to people because it comes back to you, which is something mo most people should know, you know? I taught myself how to read palms, know the stones like the back of my head and crystals. And my favorite thing was tarot. Oh God. When I got my first deck, I was sold for life. Then I found this store that I would come to love for years. It was in an affluent part of the city. I think it was, I mean, I don't know. I think it was Sandy Springs. It was on Roswell Road. A lot of, it, it was more mm, nicer. I don't know if that's how you say that. But anyways, I found this metaphysical store in Savannah. They have stores, but it wasn't as, they're not as big. And I don't know. I just don't feel at home in Savannah. Even though I've lived here for like three years or something. I don't feel included. But they had like these big, huge, fluffy cats. And this was one of the first times I've seen a black cat. And I wasn't scared and I wasn't superstitious and it didn't bother me. I thought it was cool. They had books, decks, crystals, and incense. I was so flipping happy. M loved it too. But that dampened my spirits because... I didn't get too far. My mom found my stash and she asked me if I buried candles in her backyard. I have no idea if I did or I didn't. I said previously, my, my uh, mem memories are with M. She would know, but I never asked her. She took, my mom told me that my dad believed in Wiccan too. He used to practice this. I never heard of anyone that was wicked, bad mouthed the Christian in my life. The comparison is plain to see. And I find it easier now to make friends. And one of my friends, my newest friend, let's call her G. I don't give out people's names on my channel because I don't want to embarrass them or make them feel bad or whatever. The only person that I kind of name is my mom. I just call her mom. So. That's why I keep assigning these letters to people. Anyways, G shared with me her run-ins with the negativity that was prevalent in, uh, that is prevalent in Christianity. She said she was a Quaker. Another damn fork in Christianity. I had to look it up because I didn't believe it myself. Quakers are like members of a group that began in England? And it was started in the 1650s. Their former title is the Society of Friends or the Religious Society of Friends. Sounds like a cult to me. <laughs> I'm sorry for anybody that's Quaker listening to me, but you shouldn't be listening to me. Anyways, apparently there's 
210,000 Quakers in the world, and most of them are in Europe, what do they believe in? Quakerism is a way of life rather than a set of beliefs. Friends, as they're referred to, believe that all people are capable of experiencing the divine nature of the universe or God or the Holy Spirit. They don't need a priest or anyone or use rituals. This is their first principle. The second one is they believe in continued revelation, like in the Bible. And they believe that God's revelations never stopped. And God can reach out to anybody at any time. I got that all from Quaker.org. <laughs> My friend G was turned away from Christianity because of the stupidest thing. First of all, it was the discrimination, which I get. But they turned her away. Well, they reprimanded her for wearing black lipstick, for being a goth. They called her the whore of Babylon. I mean, what, what the fuck is that? Like, calm down and get a clue. G is currently a pagan. I know, I know. Taboo, right? Like I said, being pagan never had picket lines screaming horrible things to people going for an abortion. They never taunted or wished ill on the vets. They never, like, they never did anything evil or bad or rude to anybody. They also never shoved their beliefs down anyone's throat. They didn't discriminate and they don't. They're really nice people. You you probably met a Wiccan in your life because the taboo of being Wiccan or calling yourself, I mean, there are people that are brazen and they're like, yeah, I'm Wiccan, so, but one of those people <laughs> some you know you meet all kinds of people in your life and that's not something to, to sneeze at I am spiritual I believe in all religions all gods and goddesses why not I'm true to myself I don't believe that your God, in all its infinite wisdom, would exclude a, gr a group of people based on how they live their private life. I mean, if your God is loving and kind and forgives people for their sins, why would you send a group of people to hell just for believing something else? Like, even if they did right in their life, even if they gave to charity, they helped the homeless, they cured cancer, you mean to tell me they're going to hell for that just because they believe in Allah or Buddha? Any of the other religions that aren't Christianity, they're going to hell. Is that what, that what makes you a Christian? Seriously, does that make you feel good? You do you, I mean... But respect others and their belief is all I'm saying. If you looked at me, you would probably judge me badly in, the, in a negative light, whether subconsciously or consciously. I have multicolored hair, blue eyes, and I have a mental illness. That checks some boxes. I openly admit I'm bisexual, 
I say I'm spiritual and I wear short skirts. Just had to throw that in there. <laughs> like all these Jehovah's Witnesses that are proselytizing at the local 7-Eleven, giving me pamphlets because I guess they've judged me because of my skirts. The difference between you and me is I keep that shit to myself. I let you believe what you want to. Just let me believe what I want to. Finally, I want to leave you with an impression. There's a toxic side of religion and mental illness. Don't believe me? When I say Jonestown, what do you think of? That is a prime example of someone's delusions getting out of control. Let me give you a little history lesson. Jim Jones, or James Warren Jones, was a regular churchgoer from his youth. He was caring, and he believed that he had psychic powers. The f- well, he could foretell the future, and he healed the sick. Sound familiar? In 1955, he established a Pentecostal church, which is another Christianity thing, which became known as the People's Temple. He worked with the homeless and believed in racial integration. Like I said, this was in the 50s and 60s. He adopted the name The Prophet and became obsessed with power. He was accused of allegations like illegally diverting his followers' money for his own use. In 1977, he set up an agricultural commune called Jonestown. While there, he confiscated passports and millions of dollars while controlling his followers with blackmail, beatings, and death threats. In 1978, it all came crashing down. U.S. Representative Leo Ryan of California traveled to Jonestown. Now, 14 defectors, as they were called, passed secret messages to Ryan about wanting to leave. Jim Jones ordered them to be assassinated, but um, they only killed four people, including Ryan. On November 18th, in 1978, Jones' paranoia led him to kill 913 people, including 304 children, in a suicide assassination pact. 913 people, including children. They were forced to drink cyanide punch, and those that refused were shot. Mothers and fathers were forced to feed their child punch and end their lives. And this wasn't just the 913 people. There were other people that went along with the murder-suicide because they believed in Jim Jones just that much. They believed his delusions. I remember watching a documentary and the mother that wasn't even in Jonestown, she was at uh, a hotel with her daughter and her other kids and she took her kids one by one and slit their throats and then the mother and the daughter killed each other. I mean, that's some fucked up shit. Fucked up shit, indeed. Jones actually killed himself. They believed it was a suicide, but 
we'll never know. I remember when I watched that documentary on it and saw all those people laying face down dead. I'm an emotional person being that I'm a cancer and bipolar and I, I couldn't help but cry. I felt so bad and it wasn't even me that was doing it. Say what you want to, but Jim Jones was mentally ill. You need more proof? I'm gonna fuck up this guy's name, but... Yum Shirikyo. He killed 13 people on a train because of his belief in his delusions. Marshall Applewhite set up a mass suicide because of a fucking comet that was going to take them to a higher plane of existence. David Koresh battled with federal law enforcement agents during a 51-day standoff, and he killed 70 of his followers in a fire because of a belief in the end of the world. And you know about Manson. He killed for the same reason. Need I go on? These people need something other than religion and followers. The best I can say is that they're dead and they can't hurt anybody anymore. My point is that you need to be aware of turning to religion, especially when you're unmedicated. If you're unsure that you need medication or not, you need to get an opinion from someone who can help you better than scripture. I mean a doctor. Western medicine. If you or anyone you care about is suicidal, please look up your country's suicide hotline. I mean, they make it so easy now. You can chat, you can text, or you can call. And those people are available 24-7, 365 days of the year. So, please, do yourself and your family a service, a solid. Well, this is where I leave you, beautiful people. Thank you again for returning. And if you're new, this is a safe place. I don't judge because I'll be judged. That's a Bible reference. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just had to lighten the mood a little. Remember, I am always here to talk to anybody. You can reach me at my email, which is JanaeTheWriter at Yahoo.com, or you can visit my website at www.JanaeWritesIt.com. I'm always available. If you want to hear something lighter, I have another podcast where I talk about writing and writer's stuff, and I bullshit a little and make you laugh. You can, uh, no, it's called How Not to Write with Janae. Or if you're looking for somebody to read to you and you don't really want to pay for it, an audiobook, you can listen to another podcast of mine where I read my debut novel. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Just for shits and giggles. But anyways, stand tall, my dears. Bye.